This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. Yeah, you guys better get weird with this one. So many balls. <laughs> <laughs> that was so boaty. <laughs> Excuse me, that's Brigadier General Melbar. Yeah, there's, there's two Darth Vaders. They, they kind of swap in and out as Natalie Portman and Anakin Skywalker. Pepperoncini! That's what she said. <laughs> oh no, okay. Are you still writing intros? Can we start recording this episode? I... Ugh, fuck. <laughs> Danny wants to go to bed because he's been away and is tired. I know, I know. I know that feel. That Danny is me when on the last episode. <laughs> Can I rate them for I'm you, Meg? Sorry. Yes. If the Rogue Padron hosts were different mm. types of Oreos, what types of Oreos would it be? Mmm. Mmm. Well, Meg would be those double Oreos because <laughs> it's so filled with love and is like the best thing ever. Yeah. Agreed. Well, we oh. can't write them for her. <laughs> Heath would be like yeah, the classic true. Oreo because he's a basic bitch. I wouldn't. I hate basic classic bitch, Oreos. But it's still great. No. No. Oh, Keith, would you be one of the vanilla Oreos? <laughs> yeah, there it oh is. Oh my god. The, yep. the golden Oreos. <laughs> vanilla, I said it. It's the correct. <laughs> it is the correct. <laughs> I'd be like red velvet or s'more or whatever wacky flavor they're trying out because I'm into something different every month. I want to be the double Ooh. chocolate one because I am obsessed with chocolate. There we go. Done. Great. You'll- Real talk, my favorite Oreos are the double stuffed peanut butter ones. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't have that here. What? The intros are not, what is your favorite kind of Oreo? <laughs> well, it is now. It's, it if you be. were an Oreo, you what would you be? You can't just talk about Oreos and expect this to not happen. We're not going to stay silent <laughs> on this topic. Okay, so now we've done the host intros. Um, I can just edit that in where it goes. Let's, yeah. let's open the episode. Great. Tonight... On Rogue Padron. Will Eureka ever spend time with her squad mates? When is Will ever going home? What new things will Chas find to be mad about? Is Nath going to disappoint us? And yes. can Kairos crush all of our skulls with her hands? Please. Please. <laughs> Eureka! <laughs> Found it. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Season 13, Mission 10, Episode 110. Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) Of (laughs) Rogue Padron. Um, Tonight, we'll be talking about Alphabet Squadron as a state of a squadron, a wrap-up of what we think about what's going on, what we think will happen for the rest of the next two books in the series. But before that, a quick reminder of your hosts. (laughs) Cut that in, Danny. Great. DJ Danny did it again. (laughs) Speaking of a chronological podcast recording, I have a question about Star Wars. Oh, do you? I would love to hear it. Um, (laughs) Did you see that Cats trailer? (laughs) 
Dan, you were supposed to put the link in here. Oh, how about what? we watch the cats trailer? You, can you not go to YouTube and Google cats trailer? <laughs> we well, want to we, show you the same, we the same one in case there's like a weird Why? short intro or that someone okay, has fine. to deal with. Hang on. Here, I'm putting it in the chat. It's going to come up in front of my face. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in All case right. you hadn't figured out yet, dear listeners, we're going to provide. <laughs> live commentary reaction to the cast trailer which none of us have seen yet oh i i haven't watched it a dozen times <laughs> I, I i have not watched it because i have no i do not like cats but <laughs> yes. i watched it once but i was very sick with the flu so i don't remember any of it no that was the trailer sap <laughs> yeah <laughs> danny okay the okay. trailer okay. made you that way <laughs> full context I grew up, uh, so in like year five, which is when you're like eight or nine in New Zealand, um, our teacher in my very tiny primary school in the middle of nowhere was like obsessed with cats. Um, and so when she didn't like have Lower any- Lowercase C or capital C? <clears throat> capital C. Okay. Um, and so when we didn't like have anything else to do, I guess, or something, or maybe when it was like raining outside, so we had to hang out inside during lunch, she would just put this old VHS of a cat's production, I guess a Broadway, <laughs> on, and we would all watch it together. And we all loved it. It was great. And so I have this fond memory of like this old VHS of like <laughs> freaky cat people um, dancing around. But I don't actually remember any of the songs from that, except they're deep in my mind. So every now and then one of them would get stuck in my head. But also at choir in high school, we did sing Gumby Cat. And so I have fond memories of Gumby Cat as well. Um, we had to be like <laughs> sexy cats on stage, which I don't think suited it entirely. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our choir teacher was a little bit eccentric. Um Good, but eccentric. So yeah, I have history with cats. We what have is, history. What is Gumby Cat? She is one of the cats. What does she do? Is she like... I thought Gumby she's, was like a she's green... She's really tall thing. and green, yeah. <laughs> oh, a that's green a freaky cat thing. Made out of rubber. She... she <laughs> I'm not sure. Her name is Penny... Any dots? So are you... <laughs> She is a Gumby cat, but her name is Penny. That sounds like a real name. Wait, like Gumby is like the breed of cat? I don't know. Look, I didn't do any research beyond having to learn the song. You watch this all the time in year five, I which, by like... the way, we call fifth grade. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> okay, so anyway, this is... This any, is... any dots. Wow. See, so you can tell my memory sucks. This is my Star Wars question this week because this movie is coming out on the same night as Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker and you know Wait, which that... movie the four of us are going to be watching first. Yeah, I won't, Wait, I'm not going to see yeah, the I'm same. not going to see Rise of Skywalker for at least a month cuz I'm going to see this every day <laughs> for a good period of time. Oh, I'm absolutely going to tweet about cats as if I'm spoiling Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like, so... can you believe? They <laughs> <laughs> were her parents all along. <laughs> <laughs> Raise parents for cats. Chewbacca was actually a cat. <laughs> I can't believe Chewbacca was a cat. <laughs> okay, but what if Chewbacca was made in the style of cats? And oh, it was God. Eunice's face uh, on like a Chewbacca body. <laughs> it was a very recognizable celebrity's face. <laughs> like there are different celebrities that did cameos in every movie as Chewie. <laughs> Let's watch tonight the role of Chewbacca will be played by. (laughs) (laughs) Let's watch it. Let's watch it. Nicolas Cage. Okay. Uh, 
Everyone's ready to go. Queued up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's change. Around. Meg, you still there? Oh no, Meg. Yes, Meg? I'm oh, here. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> let's let's change our lives. Three, yes. two, one, action. Already dying strong. <laughs> I hate this. I love this. So ah, much. their faces <laughs> are just so. Why? Okay. So I get they're like human shaped cats. Oh, they move weird. Um, why does the why cat wear a hat like... though? Because it's a cat in a hat. Because these cats wear clothes sometimes. Okay. Are they are they supposed to be humans acting as cats or cats acting as humans? Oh, Judy Dent. <laughs> it's so bad. How come so many more of the women cats are naked? You know why. Okay, there are a good number of naked boy cats in this, to be fair, but none of the main boys seem to be naked. Unlike this. She's really sexual. Yeah. Like, what is this movie about? Cat. Okay, so... <laughs> it's about cat, cat. The Cats the Musical is about, like, based off a bunch of, like, short T.S. Eliot things about cats. So, like, they're all, like, vignettes into cats. I don't know what cats they're gonna do with the movie, yeah. though. <laughs> like, up until James Corden showed up, I was like, maybe! Jason Derulo? <laughs> Jason Derulo, <laughs> Jason, the Tugger! Jason Derulo! Like, what? what is Taylor Swift doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love the Ian McKellen's in this so much. Yeah, Ian McKellen is just—I mean, all of these actors is. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this looks nightmarish, and I love it. Can I you mean, imagine being the actress that like this is the slapped, movie you're being introduced in? A great job with it. I am. <laughs> I love the like the director of King's Speech, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like, lame is I get, but they're like, and also, you remember that movie about the king who stuttered a lot? <laughs> if you like that, you're gonna love cats. Directly applicable to cats. I love that they're, like, very tiny. Like, they're the size of cats, despite being human cats. I love it. No. Imagine if your cat was just a tiny, human-shaped cat. Oh my god. <laughs> a spud would be disgusting as a human-shaped cat. Oh I can't God. even imagine. How many people's pet cats are going to cosplay as human cats now? <laughs> I, I hate that. We all just uh, I, I don't think I can watch two hours Thank of you, that. Tom Hooper. I am absolutely going to see <laughs> well, this. Well, you're going to have to when we do our commentary episode. Because <laughs> 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 we, I mean, we have to. Wait, okay, but can we, we can do make Detective that. Pikachu we first? We can make that a, a milestone on Patreon that if we hit enough Money per month, we will do it. Yeah, that's good. That's commentary. That's good. Because most, most Star Wars podcasts use the holiday special as like their we'll do this for you level. But for us, but we're using cat. cats. Cats. And Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you wouldn't want to watch Detective Pikachu? Oh, I want to watch Detective Pikachu. No, we want to watch it. We oh, just okay. have to make our listeners pay for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you'll- I just want can... to be paid to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> figure out a way. I have it downloaded on every device. So damn, Meg. Listen. Okay, That's so I have fair. some questions. What <laughs> yes. do you think, based off that trailer? What do you think is going to be the most salient theme of the movie Cats? I think cats will be the most salient. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it's going to be cats. It's about the secret lives of cats. The oh, this, it's about cats. their secret lives. I guess there's no humans in it. God, that would be distressing though if there were humans in it. <laughs> There was a like uh, Boy Story, but cats. <laughs> oh, I hate it! I hate it. <laughs> I think We're I'm like, the only. Oh, the humans are gone. Let's dance. 
Is that not what cats do, though? I guess, yeah. (laughs) I feel like this is a cursed discussion, right? (laughs) Yeah, but what if if it's not just that the cats, like... I'm really glad it's happening. (laughs) ...come alive, but they also turn into those human versions of cats when we're not looking. That is terrifying. If Spud had a human alter ego, what would it be? It would be disgusting is what it would be. But wait, wait. (laughs) What about... What about people who have multiple cats? Then they have multiple small humans in their home. Ew. <laughs> but like, would they all take on the form of their No, they host? don't take on the form of their, their owner. Host. They just take on <laughs> no, no, the form of their a own human. Cat form. Yeah. Oh, the word host there is... Oh, I don't like it at all. <laughs> what are the, these like freaky human cats are parasites? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the cats are actually just aliens trying to blend in as cats, and they don't understand how. And so this musical is about them trying to figure out how to actually be a cat, so they don't get caught. This is how cat acts. <laughs> this is their approximation of cat. We are feline oh. beings. That would explain so much. Meow, meow. <laughs> you know what? That is that's my head cannon from now on. I'm never going to see it. And that will just be the storyline. Meg, what if the people pay us to see it? I will do it if we get paid, yes. Okay. <laughs> the people, we will listen to the people if they want the stand, yeah, but they I love pay democracy. with their wallets. I yeah. Love <laughs> I love capitalism. <laughs> yeah, it's not democracy you're describing, Meg. <laughs> it's hard to tell we're in the US. <laughs> you know what? It's part of how democracy truly works, so she's not wrong. That's true. It's true. I'm saying. So <sighs> I think I'm the only person that watched the fourth season of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, but one of the episodes in there was about how the musical Cats has been running for years, but actually there's no director and there's no script, and it's just like all the unpaid Hollywood actors just like show up and blend into the cast and just create their own cat for a period of time and just make it up as they go from start to finish. That sounds exactly... Is that true. real? I believe that. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> I fully like, believe I would, that. I would believe that, yeah. <laughs> I would believe that. <laughs> I feel like at this point, cats doesn't need a director. They they know what they're doing. These cats are fine. <laughs> they're fine, Meg. Okay. Just like Yurika. She's absolutely fine. This is just like the movie version of that. Taylor Swift was just like, what should I do with myself? And then saw that Cats was happening and just like showed up on set one day. And they're like, oh yeah, you're part of this too. You're <laughs> <laughs> here now. Was like, this movie feels like a heist where like you got like A-list celebrities to agree to do this terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How did they get some of those names in there? <laughs> Ian McKellen. So confusing. <laughs> Jason Derulo. <laughs> a lot of these people have money and they probably just want to like do something weird. I mean, they got Anthony Hopkins to do Transformers, so like nothing is beyond the They're realm. They're probably of all just like hanging out one night because all celebrities are friends and just got really high and someone was like, let's do this. <laughs> right. Taylor Swift was really high one night and she was like, this is the way to notch that Oscar win in my ego. I got this. <laughs> Best supporting actress, Taylor Swift for the motion picture cat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a prediction that you just made and it's going to come true next year I, look if that comes true I will be so happy <laughs> it will be the best thing that has ever happened the, the simulation has already glitched so like I'm tweeting about it so that it's on the record why not uh, oh my gosh anyway good cats podron everyone <laughs> I I could have made a good joke there, but I know none of the names of the cats. And they all sound vaguely racist. 
so it's probably fine. I don't know. <sighs> okay. Alphabet Squadron was a book that we read. Sure. And sure is. Um, oh my god, she needs years back in that Star Wars brain now. I know. Get away from that weird musical self and go back to Star Wars. It's hard. Okay, but Alphabet Padron as an or Alphabet Squadron as a musical would be amazing. Just think it about would be it. great. Yuriko would have so many solo songs about like her indecision on whether or not to join the squadron, like in their activities. They'll be off on the other side of the stage doing something, and she'd be off with the spotlight on the other side of the stage, just like singing her heart out. She has like twelve different reprises of the same thing, and you're like, girl. <laughs> on the droids would have like musical beeps. Oh. Oh yeah, there'd be like a whole droid kick line at one point. <laughs> yes, definitely in the bar on Hera's ship. Oh yeah. S- started by Nath Tenson, of course. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So I think for the book overall, I did these out of order. So does anybody need clarification on what happened? <laughs> uh, just disregard me. <laughs> I don't remember a single thing about this book. Yeah, could point. someone just quickly clarify what happened? Uh, things right, happen. what's, what's the like one minute summary? Uh, clock's chicken, clock's chicken. Uh, a, bunch of, a bunch of messy pilots get drafted into a squadron to defeat the shadowing TIE Fighters, uh, and they mess up a bunch, but eventually they have a win, and then they're all kind of kind of working together, and the main character, Yurka, is kind of under the commanding officer's thumb, Karen, because he's kind of a dick, um, and they're continuing on to fight the rest of uh, Shadow Wing that escaped their final battle in the next book. Got it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that at all. That was really well done. So, did you like it? I think is the number one most important point. I mean, we all know I loved it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I think I'm I'm still haven't decided. I think I need to reread before I decide where it ranks amongst the other freed books. Because right now, um, I think I still like Twilight Company and Rogue One better than this book. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think that it probably needs to be considered with the other two books of the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so too. And yeah. I do now that I like have finished it and know all the characters. Like I do want to go back and reread and catch everything that I missed the first time through. Yeah, I gotta say, reading it second time around was like reading it twice was real good because I caught a lot of like little details I missed. Um, and also kind of solidified all the characters in my head a lot more. Like I didn't like Nath the first time I read the book. Second time I read the book, I freaking loved him. Like yeah. he was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> also second time around it reminded me of Devin, which is good because I forgot about that. Um. <laughs> I think, like, if I'm ranking it with other rogue, not rogue, Alex Free books, <laughs> um, <laughs> it definitely sits under Twilight Company for me, but I think it sits above Rogue One, um, partly because I haven't finished Rogue One because I'm still scared of reading the Scarif thing because it's going to hurt me, um, but also because I, like, I really enjoyed the characters in this a lot, and I tend to not love novelizations as much as, like, original books, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like the other books in the trilogy will definitely, like, solidify where it sits compared to Twilight Company for me, but it's hard because Twilight Company is, like, one of my favorite books ever. So it's got a lot to compete with. Meg, did you like it? Oh yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I've only read Rogue One as far as the freed books go. Um, I did borrow Twilight Company, but I have not started it yet. Um, and so I think I think it is going to be tough because we're at a part one of three, and there's a lot that the characters can do from here. And I don't know if I would like all of them. So I'm excited. 
I hope we don't have to wait a really long time for the next two books. Yeah, it's weird that we haven't heard any information about publication dates on those yet. Yeah. It's probably because they're like busy organizing the publication, the release schedule of all of the books that they can finally write after Rise of Skywalker's over. Yeah. Hashtag Project Luminous, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) There's going to be a period of time where things like this are a bit of an afterthought. Yeah. (laughs) I remember liking it when I read it. That's a good start. And I'll probably like it when I reread it. <laughs> so I can remember what happened. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. So that was the recap, I guess, of the books. Um, <laughs> That's it for tonight's show. <laughs> We're done. Good night, folks. This episode was actually about oh. cats. We fooled you once again. <laughs> oh, thanks, Danny. Uh, so not just with the free books, but where does it rank in terms for you right now with the other x-wing books like rogue squadron and race squadron where it's the first like introductory book above above absolutely many above like i loved race squadron i liked rogue squadron well enough um but i am so attached to these characters and their character arcs and i feel so much more like i actually got plunged into the world of this book than with those other books mm-hmm. um plunged so, plunged into the world they they Free just I plunged into the book. It's fine. Um <laughs> I feel way more like, yeah, I was in there, in in there experiencing what was happening and under and feeling the characters as I was reading it. Um so yeah, it's above for me. Yeah, I think that I think Free had hit the, the golden number of characters with this one. Yeah. Um I do I love Ray Squadron and those three books a lot. Um but I did not feel the same, the strength of connection to the all the individual characters that I felt with this one, because this is just the right amount for me to really feel like I like there's not a single character of the of the main five that I don't like and that I'm not rooting for, even if in the case of Nath, I'm kind of rolling my eyes while rooting for him. That's a really good point. I didn't think about, you know, who at the end of Rogue Squadron did I like as a character and how much of that is also just based on nostalgia of characters i already were familiar with Mm -hmm. whereas like this is five completely new unattached people and we already feel like that connection with them from from this one book all right so some important questions as we look to the next two books when it comes to arika quell has she made any progress with alphabet squadron (laughs) yes she she has helped Alphabet Squadron become a cohesive team just without her being part of that. Will she, when will she learn that she needs to be a part of that too? Probably at the end of the second book. <laughs> she will. That's so long from now. <laughs> I know, it's so far away. I just, uh, the biggest part, like reading that book for the second time was just whenever she was like, oh, look, they're getting along so well. I need to not get in the way of that and walked away. Just hurt so much because she would do so much better if she would just join the team you just want to walk over her to her and just like gently push her towards her teammates yeah (laughs) i need hera to do that in the next book yeah hera needs to do that please hera was trying in this book and erica she was but she needs to physically push her over and be like hey we're sitting down with your friends now i think hera had to establish a relationship first and then she could be more forceful with the nudging yeah okay so kairos We'll really talk about when we get to the glistener question, but I think <laughs> the question that's on everybody's minds is, will she ever respond to Eureka's feelings for her? 
I hope so. I don't know. She wasn't there for the story that she told. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe she'll tell that story to everyone else at some point. Maybe. God, I love Kyra so much. She's definitely my favorite character of these books. Well, this book. I don't know about the rest of the books yet because I've read them. <laughs> um, <laughs> 100% my favorite character. She is extremely weird, extremely mysterious, extremely capable. I love her. Yeah, we like this book was establishing that she's mysterious, and I feel like she's gonna play a very significant role in the next two books, possibly even being like the the linchpin of the final act of book three. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but I wouldn't be surprised if she is the sacrificial lamb at the end of book three. Don't you dare! <sighs> that made me happen. really sad. <laughs> it's her. Or, think... It's her or Will. Like it's gonna be one of those two. I think she may die, but she'll like come back as something else. Like that's like shit. Kai ghost, am I right? Oh wow! Like she won't necessarily <laughs> die, die, but like everyone will think she's dead. But then she'll like emerge from her like yeah, because uh, she's the chosen like, one, Harry Potter style. No, she's just like in her cocoon, waiting to like metamorphose to something else, like a butterfly or whatever. So hopefully, not a literal butterfly. Oh, yeah. What if Kairos is a literal butterfly? <laughs> <laughs> the final chapter of the we trilogy is just like we don't know her emerging. As a butterfly. It could happen. It could happen. Kairos is She takes short off the verb. mask and it's like a, a one of those little like straw mouths coming out. I don't know what they're called. Proboscis. The butterfly mouth. Proboscis. I'm sorry. That, the like, what? <laughs> proboscis. A proboscis. Thank you. What is happening? You know how butterflies have those weird like curly like snoots? No. Yeah. I've never looked closely at a butterfly's teeth. Look. <laughs> you have to look closely at a butterfly's teeth. Alright. I'm Googling butterfly <laughs> snoot. Nothing. It's just a but. They're just butterflies. Yeah, just look at its face. Zoom in on its face. Look at its snoot. Zoom in butterfly face. Oh god, they're scary. <laughs> what am I looking for? The snoot. The, snoot. the proboscis. A- Google butterfly proboscis. Yeah, that's totally better. Spell it. P-R-O-B-O-S-C-I-S Is it the long curly thing? Yes. Yeah. That's gross. That's gross. <laughs> I That's hate what's it. under Kyra's mask. There we go. <laughs> oh I no. I'm gonna look. Getting, Getting a, a snoot fool <laughs> is the title of the image that staff just sent. Getting a snoot fool. Getting yeah, a snoot fool. It's snoot is full of pollen. It's beautiful. It's very full. Anyways, Kairos loves pollen, is what we're all saying. <laughs> yeah, Kairos loves pollen. That's how she loves pollen and nectar. That's how Erica can get her to love her, is by offering her, like, sweet food. I may be imprinting myself upon Kairos there. <laughs> I want a cute girl to offer me sweet food, please. Kairos loves Kit Kats. <laughs> Kairos loves Kit Kats. Oh my god. <laughs> I would like you all to know that this is not my answer to the listener question. It's fine if it is. It's not. I have <laughs> no judgment. It's fine. It's cool stuff. Get you. Yeah. Um. Baby bo- or baby boy, baby will lark. <laughs> is he actually going to be a better pilot in the next? I book? doubt it. He's a great pilot. He's just not a great fighter. He hasn't. He's got to get a kill up in there. My question is: Is he just bad at shooting, or is he like subconsciously missing on purpose so he's not killing people? That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's got to work through. Yeah. Yes. He needs to become a cold blooded killer in the next book. Yeah. I said that and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. He doesn't need he or is he doing the right thing. They just have to acknowledge the limitations of that. 
and become a cold-blooded killer and commit cold yeah. murder and cold blood. Cold I don't want to see Will What's a cold murder, Danny? Or like regular temperature murder is fine too. <laughs> I mean, it's cold murder. Is that okay? Padme says it in the Phantom Menace. It's Padme or Natalie Portman. <laughs> I think it's. I don't know which one. It could be Kira Knightley for all I know in the Phantom right. Menace. Okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway, as discussed on Twitter very briefly last night slash this morning, Will Lark is a horse girl. <laughs> I missed I that conversation. Danny, you ain't here for that. But not not like an East Coast equestrian horse girl, but like a Montana plains of america where there's wheat everywhere country flannel and a cowboy hat is the horse an a-wing in this analogy yes oh okay all right yeah i got you yeah or like one of the animals that he has back on home yeah 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 the oh the word is in my head but i can't make it nerfs come out of my mouth no it's not a nerf oh no um uh they fly uh, uh, a Minoc, no. Nope. A, they, oh <laughs> my god, they're, uh, they're like in Canto Bite, they're all over the place, they run around in circles. No! <laughs> Space horse. Spores. No. Spores. Spores, yeah. He rides a Spores. Yeah. Right. Why okay. can't you remember what the Space Horses from The Last Jedi are called? They're called Fathers. Thank you, thank you. Fathers. <laughs> I have infected your brain with them just being called Space Horses. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. There you are not. Will Will be reunited with his space horse? We can I only hope. So, oh, that'd be so but beautiful. I'm, I'm worried. I'm so worried that home is destroyed. <laughs> like I'm yeah. so scared. Yeah. Oh, baby boy. <laughs> I'm really worried about him because he's like the obvious choice of like who who out of all the pilots are we gonna lose? Um, I think going into the next whatever happens. But please also don't kill him. <laughs> Don't, don't hurt any of these sweet babies. I don't want any of them to die. I will be so sad. Sadder than when Lou Jane died, even. Oh my god. I will never let it go, Alex Freed. I'm warning you now. Lou Jane was the heart of the squadron. You, so she was the Will. heart of the squadron. And Will is the new heart of the squadron, so he cannot die. Oh, Will is the new Lou Jane? You're actually going to yeah. watch no. that on Will? Oh, no, he's the new no. Gavin. He's the Gavin. You know he's what happens baby. to the heart of the squadron. He is Gavin. Oh, so he's going to have a tragic ending, is what you're saying, where his lover he's gonna disappears still be alive. and doesn't tell him that she's alive. Listen. Yeah, that, oh, don't remind me of that. That was bullshit. <laughs> yep. I'm going to. Well, and somehow, gonna... miraculously, a boffin was involved in bullshit. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked about boffins. Thank God. God. <laughs> It has, in fact, not been a Bothan. Here's, here's a question. Would the book have been better or worse if Nath Tenzent was a Bothan? <gasps> oh! Better! No, worse. <laughs> better and worse. Worse because, Actually, maybe, like... Actually, maybe Karen Adan would be a better Bothan. Yes. I think he'd be your natural suspect for a Bothan. Yeah. But, like, making Nath that, I think, is more interesting. Yeah, for See, sure. Nath Peter, Especially when like... Erica's, like, having major feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah because like I'm attracted to the idea of him but if he's a Bothan then that, that's gone goodbye I'm sorry Nath no no what if he what if you find out in the next book that he has a country accent like I love a country accent <laughs> I, no that's what I'm does <laughs> <laughs> that way out being a Bothan oh oh I see I see no yeah. but if he's a Bothan how does he have that man bun going on because I love that 
Oh my god, a bothered with a man butt is totally possible. I don't yeah, like the hang idea. Hang on, I'm gonna make it. <laughs> oh no, I don't like this. I don't like this. Oh, no. this oh it's bad. gonna. It's happening. It's too late. I got the idea in my head. I gotta make it. Kairos <laughs> takes off her mask and she's a bothered. Oh. There it is. <laughs> Oh no. Give it a man bun. Give it a man bun. And she's like, all of my squad mates died to bring us the Death Star plans. Oh my god. <laughs> that's her tortured past. Yeah, because they're all like the sole survivors of their squads, right? So that's an easy backstory right there. Well, she's the sole survivor of something. Don't right. know if it's a squad, but it's definitely something. A bunch of bots and spy idiots. <laughs> what if, like, oh, wait, no, I'm not going to keep doing Kyra's theories. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he does that. Well, for yeah. <laughs> can we trust him? Uh, yes, I think we can now. Like during this book, I would have said no, but at the end of this book, he's like, "My debt to Karen is done. Like, I'm not working for him anymore. I'm part of the squadron to destroy Shadowing." Um, I think. I think he's trustworthy now at this point. Yeah, he'll I still can... he'll still get up to some skeevy stuff, but I think that we can trust him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's in it for <laughs> I think he's in it as like the squad dad now, basically. Yeah, tired t- tired squad dad. <laughs> tired questionable shady squad dad. Mm-hmm. Like um Robert and Dream Daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly like Robert and Dream Daddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> he knows how to whittle, um, drinks a little too much, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh god, I love Robert. He's great. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. He's not my first choice. Okay. All right. Um, everybody should play Dream Daddy. Play Dream Daddy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still need to get that on my Switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. It's great. You're gonna love it. It's amazing. It will help prepare you for fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to give me some role models? <laughs> it will. It will. Some of those dads are real good dads. It's Craig. Craig's the best dad. Craig's the best dad. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. He's the one who wears the baby on his front the whole time. He's so good. Oh, that's going to be me. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> he Wait, runs. Our baby carrier arrived this weekend. <laughs> I'm oh, so excited. No. Aww. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Don't use Nath as your dad role model, though. No. Do not. Absolutely don't. That goes to everybody listening to this podcast. Please do not. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. That Boston with a man bun needs to not exist. <laughs> Ow. It's like, oh, it looks really... Oh god, I don't know. Put, put that in the Discord as a special <laughs> sneak peek of the episode for our oh, Patreons. Oh no, I hate that. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. Okay. I'm just gonna say it tonight on Rogue Potter. <laughs> Mildly horrified. And I'm gonna tweet it from Is It a Bothan and say, about to go buy some avocado toast. <laughs> Look, I I hate to say this, but this does make me like this Bothan more. <laughs> it actually yeah, worked. I hate that you said that. Yeah, I hate that I said that too. <laughs> please, God, please, let's stop talking about Bothan. <laughs> let's not. <laughs> Bothan with a man bun is great. That <laughs> 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 nah, can't stop looking at it now. Okay, I'm gonna go back. <laughs> right, it's intoxicating. <laughs> Don't worry, listeners. That is yeah. not the word I want. <laughs> 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 yeah.
Yikes. Okay. And so, Chas. Oh, boy. <laughs> the messiest mess of them all. She's such a mess. I guess the the biggest question is, will she stop wishing for death? We can only hope. So this that... is what happens when you use a martyr as a role model. <laughs> it doesn't work out for you. Yeah, almost as if it's masking some deeper-seated issues. Mm. Almost. Almost. Mm. But... She's kind of like, kind of like a weird mirror of Finn from Last Jedi, actually. Because like his decision to like sacrifice himself to destroy mm-hmm. the turbo laser, it was very much an idea of like it was the idea of sacrificing himself for it, but it wasn't necessarily like he didn't know if he could actually do anything with it. It was just like the idea of sacrificing himself for the rebellion seemed like the right idea, and that seems kind of like what she's got going on as well, as well as other things. She's got other things happening. And she very <laughs> much has the idea of like if she can die doing something heroic for the rebellion, it will not only like redeem her in a way, but also like she'll be remembered and she'll she'll be a hero and like she'll do these great things like she'll she'll help in a meaningful way that she doesn't think she can help in while being alive i think mm-hmm. uh, i didn't have a conclusion to that but i found that interesting <laughs> also i related way too much to her and it, this book felt like freed was literally just calling me out and i was like please stop freed please oh, no. stop oh chas i hope she gets kind of a bigger role i hope she gets some quality time with ito book. Yeah. Yes, she needs it. I bet they would become really good friends too. Yeah. I and mean, I know you can't be friends with your therapist, but I feel like ugh, I feel like those roles are gonna get twisted a bit, anyways. Considering yeah, we're we're already past that point. Like work and live with the therapist, I guess. Um, right. Like <laughs> therapist is a former torture droid. There's a lot of layers there. Yeah, there's a lot of layers. Yeah, and I, I would think... love to see Trek with Ito because that would be really good. I think. Yeah. I think she'll be kind of a bigger role in the next book. Yes. Yeah. I think the next book is going to focus much more on the other four. Because this was, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, this was very much Erica's book. Right. And, like, the big secret is out now. So, like, where do we go really from there? Yeah. I think it is, like, going to be Erica's trilogy on the whole. But I do think now that, like, everything's kind of set up and everything, we'll get a lot more time with the other characters, too. Which will be good. Also, hopefully, more time with all of the characters together. Yeah, yes. Because I, I really five of them, all five plus D six. I oh god, I hope D six is still alive. Um, <laughs> and T five. I really like Will's relationship with the droids. Same god, I remember. Ooh, sorry, I just dropped my phone. Um, <laughs> um, I remember like before this book came out. Um. Tom from Del Rey was like, you're going to love the droid stuff in this. There's some good droid stuff. And he was absolutely right. This is like, yeah. of all of the books I have ever read, except for like, um, of all the Star Wars books I've read, um, apart from like, there's been like two standout droids. There's been um, Tonin, obviously, King of the Droids. Mm-hmm. And there has been I-5, um, who's from other Expanded Universe books. And those two those two droids have stood out for me. They've had really good droid content um, and kind of been treated as like, you know, part of the team. Um, but not many other Star Wars books really give you that. And this book just, like, doubled down on good droid content. There was, like, Ito, there, there was T5 and D6, and, like, D6 had a whole thing with Yurika, which was great, and then T5 with Nath was also great, because I just want more of their relationship. And then mm-hmm. Will just being, like, best pals with both of these droids is just, ugh. Oh my god, this book was so good. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I love this book so much, is just the good droid content. Yep, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had a chance to yell about the droids in Alphabet Squadron yet, and this is, that was it. I just, oh, it's so good. All right. 
<laughs> I would just like the Padre to know really quickly that I went to pick up my phone from under my bed and pulled out a wooden slat that's meant to be a part of my bed instead. Ah, yes, good. So great. Doing? We're all really succeeding tonight. <laughs> <laughs> per the huge. Anyway, that takes care of the pilots of Alphabet Squadron. But then the, and the supporting cast, the ones who are still around, at least, because Grandma is not really going to be in play anymore. Um, <laughs> so we have Karen. I always forget. Is that how we decided it was going to be said? Karen. Yeah, Karen. That's how we're deciding right now. Okay, Karen Annan. And really. Karen Annan. Um, man, what's his problem? <laughs> I don't know. I guess his problem was that he was in an imperial prison at some point. Um, yeah, that. But also, like, buddy, you don't gotta be a dick. Well, as he was explaining his kind of backstory, or whatever we got of his backstory in this, it, like, yes, he went to an imperial prison, but it didn't necessarily sound like something especially severe. But he's acting like he's as worse off as, like, Kairos is, and we've had all of these hints that something terrible happened to Kairos. Um, I do but, question, because he didn't end up in Imperial Prison because he was, like, some kind of, like, rebel. Like, he, right. he didn't do something really to deserve it. He was just, like, a political writer or something like that. He was a journalist of some kind, right? Um, like, it kind of feels like he was one of those people who was like, this fascist empire is fine because it's not impacting me um mm-hmm. and i'm fine until it did impact him and he was like oh never mind it's actually awful because it's personally it's personally victimized me um and it kind of feels like he i don't know if he necessarily like has strong feelings for the republic because i didn't get that sense from him mm-hmm. he just has strong feelings for intelligence working for the republic um and as much as he says that he doesn't personally want like he's not personally trying to get glory and accolades for himself he just cares about intelligence i'm like buddy i feel like you're just lying to everybody around you yeah he definitely like when you first met him i think it could go either way but as we kept going in the book and we saw him like interact with hera and just the kind of behind the scenes of this whole process like he isn't really an upstanding kind of person like he doesn't seem trustworthy and of all of the characters i think he's for me he feels like the shiftiest and i feel the less like the least amount of like sympathy toward him big same yeah Yeah. i'm hoping we get some like good back like if he's gonna continue to be a strong presence we get some good backstory that gives us a reason to care about him Mm -hmm. or maybe we'll have reasons to not care about him even more that also because like he might end up i don't know i can't tell at this point if he's gonna end up like having some kind of like right not redemption but like end up kind of fitting in more or if he's gonna like turn against them at some point um could go either way really which is why i'm kind of like i've got my eyes on you buddy like i don't know what you're gonna do but i don't trust you yeah (sighs) but the best thing about adan is that it came he came with ito who I definitely have a crush on. And I really hope it gets more respect in the next book. Oh my god, it deserves so much more respect. It's trying so hard. Yeah. And would you be okay to have a former torture droid therapist? I think me, Saf, now, yes. Yeah. Uh, Saf, who'd been through a galactic civil war with the Empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe? It depends on whether or not I'd had any personal experience with a 
former with a with a torture droid, I guess. They do look extremely creepy. Um extremely creepy. They're kind of like jellyfish. Yeah, yeah. They're like technological jellyfish. They do look cool. Like they look very cool. But they do have a very creepy aesthetic to them. Yeah. Uh could it be because they're torture droids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably. That's my working theory anyways. Hmm. I'd be okay with any kind of therapist as long as I could afford it. So yeah, affordable <laughs> therapist who actually helps. Yeah, good. Even if it is a former torture droid, you gotta do what you gotta do. My actual, actually, I do have thoughts on that. Of course, I do. It's a droid. Um, mm-hmm. one thing, I love that Freed never gendered droids. Finally, yeah. somebody who respects yeah. droids. Oh, God bless Alex Freed. Anyways, um. I'm really curious because I, I imagine we'll probably get more backstory on Kairos, Ito, and Karen because they all like met in an imperial prison, I guess. Uh, I am really curious because he's it. <sighs> Just did the whole thing and I did that anyways. Um, Ito is like a reprogrammed torture droid, is like said in the book. But like how much of that reprogramming is from its own like agency or like did Karen well, – I don't know how Karen would have the ability to reprogram a droid really. Um, like – I want to see how Ito went from being a torture droid to becoming a former torture droid, right? I want to know what actually happened there um, and how much agency that droid had to make that choice. Make that, like... Because if Ito made that, like, actual personal choice to be like, I don't want to torture, I I want to help people, like, that would be really cool and I want to see that. I want to see how that would work. I just want this really bad. Yeah, and I can definitely see where for me I think it leans more toward feeling like that because it seems like Ito as it is now does have a recollection of being a torture droid yeah and like knowing the things that it did like it's very it's very aware of it in its dealings with Erika and like the other humans to make sure it's as least threatening as possible yeah yeah that poor baby I know Hera, I think, is really the only reoccurring character who's already in canon to show up. I think, mm, I think maybe Grandma is in the comics. Yeah, Grandma's in the comics. Yeah, yeah, but, but the comics don't the count because they're directly the fighter comics. created as yeah. a tie-in to this book. Right, right, okay. So Hera's the only character that was, hey, we know her. And she, I really liked using her in this. Um, my biggest yeah, she, complaint was the yeah. lack of mention of her son. <laughs> like, I, what's up with I that? I actually I talked about this on Buster Cannon because we just did our Alphabet Squadron episode. Um, I think part of that might just be that Freed probably wasn't allowed to touch on that much. I mean, I'm sure that's um, what it was. Yeah, yeah, but also like I feel like if we'd gotten too much into like Hera's own personal stuff, it would have started to become the Hera book. Um. In the same way that, like, <laughs> Rebel started becoming the Ahsoka show when Ahsoka was there. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to balance having a, a previously established, like, big character who was well-loved um, with, like, having a new group of people. Because if you go too much into her, people might just, like, get too into that. And then when we go back to, like, Yuriko or something, they'll be like, no, 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 don't do that. Go back to Hera. I don't care about these new characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, I do want to know where the hell that baby is. <laughs> Just at the Rebellion it's, Daycare, Rebe- the Rebel Alliance Daycare a- Center, being run by a bunch of former torture droids. <laughs> it's cost efficient. <laughs> <laughs> like it, that's real. I'd, I'd send Day- my kid. <laughs> Daycare's expensive. Yeah, it's really expensive. <laughs> 
But more importantly, when will she have had enough and throw Adon out of the airlock? Not soon enough. He's really... Adon down a pig was like one of the best parts of this book. She's so cool. (sighs) All right. And then the last character we find out at the end is that Major Soren Keys is still alive. Why is he he going back? I actually also talked about this on um, Buster Cannon, but I think his character is very much going to be a foil to Erica's in the way that she doesn't really have a moral compass. She doesn't have a strong moral compass. Um, But she, like, has an idea of, like, what's good, kind of. Like, she's like, the rebels are good. Um, The Empire is evil, but she got lost along the way, right? And she needed keys to actually, like, come in and be like, no, you you can't be part of this. It's killing you. Go join the rebels. You're meant to be there. Like, he has a really strong moral compass of, like, what people... What's what's good, basically. But he's also, like, an imperial at heart. Like, some part of him is just part of that. Um, And I guess we'll probably get more on that later on. So despite, like, (laughs) being able to see that being an Imperial and committing atrocious acts is, like, literally killing Yurika from the inside, he's still like, I am part of this and I have to be part of this. Um, And I think part of that is that he cares about his people. Like, he cares about his people in Shadowwing a lot. Um, Which is why he told her that he would stay behind and help others escape if they needed to as well. Um, And we see that, like, his bits is Devin, like, he's going around, he's doing good things. He's a noble dude. He's fighting the good fight. Um, but he's still just, like, some part of him is not quite connected, him being part of the Empire, with him being bad. Like, he's bad because of that, even though he does these good things and actually cares about people. Mm-hmm. And I think he's gonna be, Erica's kind of the opposite of that, that she's in the Rebels, and she she wants to do good, but she doesn't know what good is, and she's very lost. Um, and I think their confrontations later on are gonna be really interesting. Yeah, I hope he makes it through the next two books. <laughs> Because, like, depending on how they work with him and with their relationship, like, I don't want him to, something happen to happen to him at the end of book two in order to, like, spur Eureka on to whatever. I think he's going to be the main antagonist. Yeah. That's kind of my impression. Because he's going to take over Shadowing, basically. Like, he's going over to do that. Mm-hmm. And Shadowing's, like, their main foe. So I imagine he's going to become the main antagonist, which is going to be really interesting for how Yurika deals with that. Yeah, we we got like a little bit of antagonist perspective with Grandma, but I think we're going to see a lot more of the other side now with Soren coming into being revealed who he is and going back to the, mm-hmm. the squadron. Yeah, I'm excited. Might be awful. Like awfully, like very emotional and terrible. Yeah, it's going to be emotional. <laughs> yeah, like I think especially <laughs> book two, we're going to be really upset at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So speaking of book two, so the next we know that this is going to be a trilogy. Will there be a time jump between this book and the next one? Ooh. No. I think a tiny one. I think it's gonna be like the Wraith books where they all take place kind of back to back, and I think this whole series is gonna take place before the aftermath trilogy starts. Oh. I do agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By a tiny one I mean like maybe a few weeks or something. It'll yeah, be like after the recovery and ship yeah. rebuilding time. Right. Yeah. It's not like NASA NASA will be like scene, but yeah. I so, finally recovered it. from my three week long hangover after that right. weekend party we had. <laughs> <laughs> time to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it will yeah, it'll go pretty fast. This is not a, a long drawn out battle. Yeah, plus I don't think having a big time jump would really serve the character as well. Because, like, having a big, like, I don't know, like, year time jump and they're still in the squadron, we would miss all of that good, the good character stuff of, yeah. like, 
them deciding that they're still going to be in the squadron and actually talking about that and then still being a squadron. Like, we would miss all of that. They've all got enough good baggage to deal with now. We don't need a time jump for them to acquire new baggage for us to learn about. <laughs> exactly. Very fair. So, Keys, we assume, is going back to the 204th, and so that's going to be a problem. But will there be other elements of the Empire involved? I hope we get more about those messengers. Like, we probably won't. Yeah. I don't know how much more we're going to get about Cinder. Yeah. Um, but That's they're a cool fascinating backstory that I'd, I'd love to hear more about. Maybe. Well, it's coming out after Rise of Skywalker, so we don't know, like, how much it will actually touch on. Ooh, maybe the time jump is to after episode nine. <laughs> oh, no. <Everyone's> like, Dead. <laughs> It's been 84 years. <laughs> Erica's just like, I really want to hang out with my squadron. I really, really want to be their friend. Oh, I forgot. They've all died in the last 15 years. Jeez. It's been years. <laughs> that gif is actually Erica. Yeah. Girl, please try to make friends. <laughs> no, I think the third book of Alphabet Squadron is going to be Shadowing and Alphabet Squadron teaming up together. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I didn't think of that. To take down the real enemy, which is Thrawn and the Space Whales. Ugh. And it all ties into the Thrawn books. <laughs> oh, damn it. I am not reading the Thrawn books. <laughs> oh, damn it, Danny. I was real into this and you started down that road. <laughs> they could have a team up, though. I can see that happening. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Against who? I don't know. But I'm sure if it goes that way, we'll find out in the next book. Yeah. All right. So, do we think that anyone we know is going to betray, like, the team or the New Republic? Is it called the New Republic? The New Republic. Sure. Is anybody going to be a big dick about it? Do we have an Erethi in the <laughs> cast? <laughs> I sure hope not. I think Yurika might have, like, a moment of it with Keys, maybe. Um, and then Keys will be like, no, you you can't. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, they might do, like, um, a bait and switch where we think that Erica has betrayed them. Yeah. Yeah, I could. That would be or, or Erica gets accused of having betrayed them. Or like right after pretend. she finally figures out how to be friends with them, yeah. and they have to hire a Twi'lek lawyer to defend her in court. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> Make Nora canon, please. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't see anyone else on the team really actively doing that because like all of their previous ties are basically gone. Like Nath, I would have been like maybe, but his squad's dead. Like he has no ties to the Empire at all now. Um, yeah. I feel like with Nath, yeah. his loyalty was tested in this book, like, already. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And so, um, like, it would be just, like, a repetitive, we don't really need this to see this again. If anyone's going to do something to screw over the team, it'll probably be Karen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust that guy. <laughs> do not trust. Don't trust him Mm-mm. at all. <clears throat> okay. So, will Alphabet Squadron stick together? And will it lose any members? I hope it does, and I hope it doesn't. As in, like, answering your two questions. I <laughs> yes, hope it's, it's yeah. together, uh, and I hope it doesn't lose any members. But and I you, hope D6 is think? still alive. I don't know. Maybe in the third book, but I don't think anything will happen in the second book. Mm. Yeah, Someone's same. gonna die. What'd you say, Heath? Someone's gonna die. No. I don't know. Look, I haven't read Twyco, so, like, I don't... Like, <laughs> I can't... <laughs> What's the thing Meg used to say to us about Race Squadron? Sometimes there are fates worth th- worse than death. Oh, <laughs> and Alex Reed is exactly the kind of person yeah. who could nail right, like, death. is such an easy tragedy. Yeah, and when you look at... I know it's not like he wrote Rogue One, but 
the way that he writes everybody's death during the scarif scene is mm-hmm. so emotional with like a single line and I can't imagine that not being something that's going to happen again. Yeah, that's true. He just writes really good deaths, F. Like, let the man do his job. <laughs> I know he does. He does. Ugh, he does. I just don't want him to die. Yeah. So, do we think that there will be any surprise characters from the current canon or the EU showing up in the next book? Ooh. Or the next book after that? Probably. Ahsoka. Yes. <laughs> oh. I'm getting it. <laughs> Maybe Probably Wendy. just because, like, they love to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, I. If anybody, I would say Wedge. Makes sense. Yeah, Wedge is a good bet. Especially if this, like, what Dan- Danny, if you're being serious about this, takes place before aftermath. Um, then I can see that leading into that because, yeah, like, maybe why, Wedge why is Wedge for his mission on Akiva? Right. Like, how did Wedge get mixed up into this? And like, what was he doing before? And yeah, good point. I mean, and I just would like to see Wedge. But it's also, that's also very nerve-wracking because we haven't really gotten Wedge in a book yet. Mm-hmm. And giving him a lot of more screen time. I mean, we're time I mean, he was page time. It a bunch. He was. But, like, I think that was an era that we were more familiar with yeah. as as fans who, like, already knew him. And so I just... I wonder how we will take to everything. I don't know. I'm always worried about characters that are fan favorites and having an author write them. Honestly, yeah. extremely fair. Especially when it's like someone like Wedge, where we have strong feelings and strong headcanons and characterizations that the fandom has kind of normalized over the, the past years. Mm. All right. So, oh. We already kind of talked about who we think will die, so we're good with that. <laughs> Please, let's not cover that more. <laughs> Please, Nar. Yeah, uh, that's all I had about the book, because this really is part one. Like, it did, definitely felt like the first book mm-hmm. in a series um, to where we just have a good baseline of what we're doing and who we're doing it with. <laughs> yep. 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 All right, should we do this listener question? Yes. Yes. Last time we asked, what's the deal with Kairos? What's the deal with Kairos? We did not answer this, I don't believe. And I am not equipped to answer this. <laughs> Just make something up, hey. Kairos yeah. is a wampa. <gasps> Kairos has a prosthetic arm. Uh-huh. Kairos <gasps> is the wampa. Oh my gosh. Come to get her revenge on Luke Skywalker by infiltrating the New Republic. Oh my god. I love that. That's good. So I guess Luke will be the cameo in the next, like, book. <laughs> yeah. And then Luke will die. Oh, man. <laughs> That's going to make for a weird sequel trilogy, right? It's slightly smaller. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine, then. Kairos is where Palpatine has been hiding <laughs> between Return of the Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. You know, I'm genuinely scared that that is true. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kairos is actually a shark person. And oh, has I love that. Rows and rows and rows of teeth. And she's just real shy about it, so she wears the mask. But also, like, the suit and everything is a hydrating system, so she's kept moist throughout the day. Moist. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna actually... I'm sorry. This is a serious... This is a serious theory. Oh, okay, um, great. <laughs> uh, so I've been, I've been reading a book called Nomen, which I've already read multiple times, uh, which has a lot of stuff about um, kind of Greek mythology and the idea of catabasis, which is, like, 
rebirth, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, chaos into rebirth. And Kairos is used a lot in that as a word because it is a Greek word that means like the it's basically a word for the moment of making a critical decision. Um, it's like the moment in which an arrow will be fired kind of thing. Like it's mm-hmm. that moment. Um, so like I think that her whole thing is that she is going through a personal catabasis, right? Like she's gone through chaos. She's she's she is like literally chaos manifest in herself right now underneath all of everything else. Like I don't know what she looks like or anything. She's probably like some freaky, freaky, like weird thing happening. Um <laughs> like just freaky looking. Like if you took out that mask, you'd be like, huh. Um <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like what? You'd be like, huh. That's the sound you make. <laughs> Um, like Alberta stuff. Like she is that's why when she like touched a stormtrooper is like she straight up like she didn't entirely crush their skulls, she also like burned them. Like there is chaos mm-hmm. coming out of her. Like in some form she is like I think she would probably have some kind of uh like if someone force sensitive was around, they could feel her in the force because of that. Um and I think her thing is that at some point in the next two books she is going to have that moment of decision where she will have to take action to become that new self that she wants to be. Uh, and I think she's very aware of that because we kind of get that idea in her like final point of view thing where she's diving into the fire and she wants to like lick the fire. And she talks about kind of how she wants to emerge from her smoke cocoon. What is the word I want there? Chrysalis. Oh, chrysalis. Thank you. Emerge from her chrysalis. Um, Kairosalis. Yeah. Her chrysalis <laughs> as something new and something better. And I think we will see that happen both metaphorically and literally. And, that is that is my Kairos theory. Dang. I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> we all answered. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Odie said Kairos is the actual, actual alter ego of Major Soren Keats. <laughs> Pay no attention to the one revealed at the end of the book. It's a red hair. A that head rearing. A head rearing. A head rearing. Uh, that Odie. would be hilarious. <laughs> if, at, if at the end of each book of the trilogy, some other characters revealed to be Sor- the actual Soren Keys. Oh the my final God. book, the reveal is that Yurika <laughs> is actually Soren Keys. Right. What? <laughs> the real oh, Soren Keys was the squad roommates we made along the way. General <laughs> <laughs> leader said, Kairos is the horrifying product of imperial genetic experimentation modified for maximum destruction, capable of seeing, hearing, and smelling well beyond the norm with incredible strength and speed. That, or she's that third Skywalker triplet and wears the mask and does all that gestures vaguely to be dramatic. Oh <laughs> that would be such a skywalker thing to do yes yep. huge skywalker move <laughs> well you have to set yourself apart right yeah yeah you gotta you gotta find ways to stand out in that family. <laughs> voice of fire said kairos is a product of the silo initiative oh that's like a legit theory um this is from the darth vader comic, oh the original like, darth vader comic Mm. These, these were the people that were like genetically or like the cybernetically X-Men, engineered yeah. to be like force sensitive, even yeah. though they weren't actually force sensitive. Right? Star, War- Star Wars X Men. Yeah, yeah, they were cool. I like that idea. That's, cool. That's a cool theory. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm actually extremely into that theory. Megan said, "Kairos is one of those aliens from District Nine, which means extending her tongue is a rather complicated <laughs> affair." <laughs> I love this so much. Yikes! I don't get that reference. <laughs> Either. Have you never seen? Okay, look up Prawn District Nine right now. <laughs> Porn District Nine. Prawn. Prawn. Please do not look up Porn District Nine. You will find. I don't know what. Oh, I'm find sure it, it exists. Uh, yeah, it's got a lot of links. 
Oh, the videos are weird, though. Okay. Don't look up porn, Danny. What am I looking at? <laughs> porn, like the seafood. P-R-A-W. Um, oh, look it. at those proboscis that they have. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those those are, those are the aliens of District 9. What is this from? Oh, Fallout. Okay. It's from no, District 9, Danny. The movie, District 9. <laughs> oh. The movie. <laughs> Wait, so what are the aliens? Oh, from? so this is a Star Trek thing. Got it. No, it's not Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Ben Warman said Kairos isn't actually a single being Kairos is actually a horde of smaller semi-sentient beings who share a hive mind and the suit is a miniature colony for them to live in the empire what? wiping out other colonies is what drove them to fight in the war I so Ben Warman, yeah, Ben Warman, a shorter version of saying this is Kairos is a bunch of smaller Kairoses in a trench coat yeah, basically. Okay. I I do have to ask Ben, did you get this theory from Halo? Because this, I this hate is a Halo this. thing. I do love this theory though. The idea that like every single person of that species is like a bunch of hive mind colonies is very cool. I don't like this. <laughs> uh, Greg said, my current theory is that Kairos is heavily heavily augmented with mechanical body parts and prefers to hide that fact, perhaps doubting her own humanity. Question mark. That's some like cyberpunk twenty seventy seven shit right there. I make oh. some deep gamer cuts that none of you will get. <laughs> I'm not a gamer. The idea of cyberpunk is that uh, there's like a humanity yeah gauge, and the more augmented you are, the less human you are. There's like a whole thing about the the one of the de- the developers of the game, one of the main developers of the game is like you find this naked woman, and then you realize that she is like. They're all cybernetic parts, and you're like, "Oh, is she actually human?" Um, Yuck! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Greg, as much as I admire the answer, I truly hope that is not true. Oh my god! (laughs) I don't think she has a sense of humanity, honestly. Like, she doesn't really seem to have that as an idea in her brain. I don't think she was human initially, whatever she is. Taros. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It glistening does, yeah. Bodie to Odie. Glistening Odie. Glistening Odie. Glistening Odie. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to give a slightly smaller one to Ben because I really I, like that idea. I am just thrown off by that completely. It's such a cool idea. Ben, I will give you a slightly smaller <laughs> glistening Kairos. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually a number of even slightly smaller glistening Kairoses in a trench coat. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you won today, Ben. All right. This week's question. What star... <laughs> <laughs> we talked a lot at the beginning of this episode about the movie Cats and how it's really just jarring to see celebrities as cats. So we are asking you, what? Hang on, there's I'm done. an amendment being added to this question <laughs> as I speak. What Star Wars character do you want to see in Cats, and what would they look like as a cat? And if you get your answer in early enough, Heath will Photoshop your answer. Wow, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It has to be early enough. Yeah. Like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Oh, no, I really didn't think about this one. I was thrown off by what they looked like as cats. That's a harder question to, to say. Like as a as a cat person, Star Wars character. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm. Gotta think about that. Okay. But imagine, uh, yeah, a, cat, I wanna... imagine a cat with like who? I really Would they be fuzzy? don't. Maybe. Oh wait. Or what, what if, if it's like a sphinx like, cat? cat? Yeah. Would the, the lucky re- would that replace their ears, or do they have both? No, no, they would have both. Twi'leks have ears. 
It depends yeah. on if it's a girl, it would have cone ears. Oh my right. god. <laughs> so actually pretty much the same as cat ears. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I so gotta I, think about my answer. I, don't I already like... regret I already regret amending this question. <laughs> this is your doing. This is my fault now. Yeah, you created this. <laughs> All right, listeners. Hit us up on Twitter with your answers to this horrible question. We are at Rogue Quadrant. <laughs> <laughs> you can also just tweet us about other things that don't involve cats, please. <laughs> our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. Our Patreon, which you should subscribe to and which we will probably add milestones to soon if you want to <laughs> hear us do an audio commentary for cats, I guess, uh, is patreon.com slash roguepodron. What do you think? You like could- a thousand Patreon subscribers is the goal for that yeah. one? No, okay. you have to do it. I think you have to do it via like money. Okay. So $10,000 a month. (laughs) Alright, listeners, you're really going to have to chip in for this one. Let's not sell ourselves short. (laughs) (laughs) A million dollars a month. Okay, perfect. We're going to fly first class to the next celebration. (laughs) We will be starting. We are buying Lucasfilm. (laughs) (laughs) Keith, I don't think you understand uh, (laughs) money. Oh my gosh. Star Wars Cats coming in 2022. It's literally just a new hope, but all the characters have been replaced. Oh, we we already have the screenplay. We are exactly. (laughs) This is fast track. The technology's clearly already been developed. (laughs) You can, if you want to hear more like this, you can subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google, and any of your other favorite podcatchers. You can rate and review us on iTunes. You should rate and review us on iTunes. Please do. We need we need the reviews to sustain us. We need the stars because we're so hungry. Um, we have no reviews this week, which is just honestly disappointing. I am disappointed in all of you. Please give me something to read. Saf's not <laughs> mad, just disappointed. I'm a little bit of both, honestly. Oh, that's worse. It is worse. It's worse. Great. Well, speaking of what's going to be worse, next time on Rogue Patron. <laughs> We haven't figured out what we're doing yet, but I promise it will be fun. It will be fun. Yeah. And eventually, we do have a plan. Yes. We have to talk about that after this. Or we next do. time. <laughs> eventually, we have a plan. Yeah, we have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, no, I, like J, K, A, B, C, L, S, Y. And no, there's no it's C. Y-U. Oh, yeah, there's no C. Wing. A C wing. It's a U wing. A C wing yeah, was well, in see... a Phantom Menace. It was the thing. <laughs> I just looked up C wing. <laughs> to be fair, a U wing could be a C wing turned on its side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there is a C wing on Wikipedia, and it is hideous. I do hate it. <laughs> I think what happened was I like read all of part one in one day right before we recorded that episode and liked it so much that I just like plowed through the rest of it. And then we took a couple weeks to record again, and by then it was just... Heath, we reread the books, basically, as we were recording. I know, I know. <laughs> Seth literally copy-pasted the entirety of parts one, two, and three into their yep. respective <laughs> box. No, if I had done Our that, episodes were just like full dramatic reading. Pages are. <laughs>
God, that would be amazing. We did it. We did an audio book, <laughs> but we just called it a podcast, yeah. so nobody took I it. I honestly down. wish we could do that without getting shut down because that would be amazing. <laughs> we just cool. never use the term audio book. <laughs> no one flags it because no one is going to listen to that. <laughs> Making no, that's the thing. LFL we'd, lawyers listen to it. We'd never get caught. <laughs> None of, none of the people who mattered would ever listen to it. <laughs> oh my god, amazing. Megan, you look fantastic tonight. I just need to say you that do. Lando shirt. Is it is so the Lando shirt. Good. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs>